Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tiger Nation, welcome to TSR Live, Live episode 104. I'm your host, Isaac Simpson, and you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals. Again, that's Isaac underscore Rivals. And joining me here is the founder and editor of our great website, TigerSportsReport.com. It is my man, Brian Moss. Brian, how you doing this evening? Uh, not too bad. Uh, enjoying the, uh, the victory celebration with uh, the rest of the uh, Tiger fans out there. It was a great game. Yeah, as people get older, the little brother starts getting the best of big brother in the words of Bryce up in, in, in a post-game press conference. Uh, yeah, man, Tigers uh, started off the season 1-0. and It wasn't, wasn't the, the most aesthetically pleasing game, uh, I, I would say, but, I mean, it still, at the end of the day, goes into that left column, and I think that's 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 the, big, the most important thing is, is you get to win. But, uh, man, looking back at the game, uh, just kind of in general, what, what, are you, what are your general thoughts on, on the game? Yeah, just general thoughts. I thought the uh, you know the Memphis offense still you know struggled at times, uh, but you know I guess that's to be expected. It's the first game of the season. Uh, I mean, you're playing a uh, SEC opponent, but the, the you know the Memphis defense. Um, you know, I knew they would be better, wow. but I didn't expect them to play the <laughs> way they did. I mean, they they were uh, you know pretty outstanding. Uh, you know, giving up. Uh, only 173 yards total. I mean, that's, that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, and for Coach Folo, kudos to him. I even tweeted, I think it was at halftime, that, I mean, it's it's not even one game and he deserves a raise. Uh, I mean, if the Memphis defense can play like this um, every single game, I mean, there's no doubt that I, I may have to change my, you know, prediction from 11-1 to 12-0. I mean, they they were phenomenal. Yeah, if anybody wants to jump in here, you can give us a call at 917-889-9149. Again, that number is 917-889-9149. Yeah, man, you, you when you look back at the game, uh, 
again, the, the offense did did struggle. Uh, but if, if you know Mike Norvell and, and his team, they're gonna get that. They're gonna get that figured out. Um, I mean, there's so many playmakers on this offense, and I, I think we we kind of saw some. Uh, I would say some limited play calling. I mean, it's week one, um, and, and they're, they're going to have to work through some things. So, But the defense, like you said, I, I had high hopes for this defense, but I think coming out, they even surpassed my thoughts on, on what I felt like they'd come out and do. I mean, you just look at some of these numbers. You know, a team that, that's coached, uh, offensively coached by Rich Rod, they're going to come out and try to run the football and to, to hold this team to, to 80 yards rushing uh, total in the game. Because I know we talked on the pregame show about Scotty Phillips and, and Isaiah Woolard and, and Stuart Nelson and some of these guys that they have on that roster, that, and they were going to come out and try to run the football. I mean, Memphis shut their running game down, I mean, all game uh, pretty much. I mean, there was only a couple plays where they, they got significant yards rushing on the ground. Um, so, I, I mean, this this defense was just phenomenal. Uh, they, they were even great against the pass as well. I mean, you look at only 93 passing yards in the game, only 173 yards total. So, to, to be able to do that against a, a SEC opponent, I think, I think that bodes well. And again, we over the years we've talked about this defense kind of being the, the Achilles' heel of this team. I mean, they look good at times, but been inconsistent at others. Uh, that was a complete performance yesterday uh, by this defense. And and again, we know how how Mike Norvell can coach offense. If this offense can come around, which I definitely believe it will, because there's too much talent over there not to. Uh, I I think this team can be phenomenal. I mean, that again, man, I, I'm. I'm just excited, man, about, about this defense uh, and, and, and what they're going to be able to do. Uh, now, now, looking on the negative side the side of things, I guess if you look at the offense, uh, the, the offensive line, uh, we talked about that a lot, and, and you got some new starters on that line. They they really, really struggled yesterday in pass protection especially. Uh, they weren't particularly great in, 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 in run pro either, but uh, they were better than they were in pass pro. I mean, Brady White was, was under pressure all day. Um, he really couldn't couldn't get any pass off. He only got sacked twice, uh, so they they didn't didn't give up a lot of sacks. But I mean, he he was he was running around out there, man, trying to trying to find guys open. There were times where he just didn't have the time to to, to make the plays. And, and and you look at the offensive line. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on on there? And they they, they really got banged up. Uh, I, I coached Norvell about that after the game uh, about his offensive line depth because again they got tested yesterday. Um, I mean, they, they stood up at, at times, especially there in the fourth quarter, at times they needed. But overall, I think they, they kind of struggled on the day. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, poor Rona Lopez, uh, the right guard, I mean, he had uh, four penalties. Uh, and yeah. he was the, you know, you know when you go through the uh, the grades, looking at the pro football focus grades, uh, his offensive uh, – uh, for the offensive line, he was the, he was the worst one because of those you know th- those penalties. But there's definitely some things to clean up. Uh, you know, yeah, those, those penalties hurt. Uh, you know, Brady yeah. White not be able to stretch downfield. You know, is that because of Brady White or is that because the offensive line uh, you know didn't give him a lot of time whatsoever? I mean, he only averaged you know I think seven and a half yards per completion. Um, so and, and in, when you take a look at his uh, passing charts. Uh, he only had, I think, five um, five times where he you know he threw deep, and it wasn't really that yeah. the, the ball went deep. It's just the end result yeah, though, it was deep. Yeah, yeah. One yeah, yeah, play one, got a twenty yard gain. Yeah, he had that one so, play to Coakley. I think it was twenty twenty three yards. So that's I think that was the biggest pass play of the game. Yeah, uh, you know, Pop Williams had one for twenty three, and uh, Patrick yeah, Taylor had one for twenty two. 
but but that yeah. you know but but again that wasn't a long pass you know no so but yeah, so five yeah. uh, I, I would still like to see White stress the defense a little bit more uh, have the offensive line clean up those penalties and, and pass blocking run blocking I thought they did uh, you know they did well at times uh, it wasn't a complete game by any stretch of the means but you know it's just the first game when you have Patrick Taylor. <clears throat> running for 128 yards and, uh, you know, Kenneth Gainwell rushing for 77. I mean, it's a good day. Uh, you know, Memphis had 192 uh, yards rushing. So, I mean, overall, good day rushing, passing. You know, you still still needed someone other than uh, in Coxey to really step up as that uh, yeah. number two wide receiver. And you really didn't uh, didn't see it. Kerry Jones had two catches for 14 yards. Uh, but the others, uh, Pop Williams had four catches for 40. So, I mean, he's, you know, he stepped up a little bit. But, you know, we'll see. The next two games is, is really, you know, important for them and uh, going forward. And But, yeah, the things that I, I, that I want to see, definitely that offensive line uh, cleaning up a little bit and Brady White trying to stretch that defense a little bit. Yeah, I think a game like next week against Southern is exactly what they needed after this one because you really got some guys banged up um, yesterday and they got some things they need to work through. And I think Southern is a good game. You're at home um, against a, a, a subdivision opponent. I think I think that's exactly what the doctor ordered for this team to kind of kind of work through some things and hopefully hopefully get some guys get back healthy. Uh, you're already missing Everett Cunningham and, and Chris Claybrook. I think they're they're dealing with some minor things that I expect to be major. So both of those guys could play next week. We'll check on that. But you had some guys that, that went down on yesterday, uh, the major one being O'Brien Goodson. Uh, now, I haven't got an update on that. Now, he, I, I saw some tweets. He was tweeting today. It seemed like he was feeling pretty good. So I, I don't know if it looked worse than it was. I haven't heard anything. Have you ever heard any update on that? I haven't heard anything. But, yeah, from his tweets, uh, I saw some fans asking if he was okay. And, uh, you know, he – I think he tweeted back that, you know, see you next week. And, you know, like, it has the impression that everything's fine and, you know, he'll yeah. be good to go next week. But nothing nothing official. Yeah, because when he, when he came off, he wasn't putting any weight on that, on that leg. So I was really, really concerned. It looked like something major. But, again, I agree with you from, from the day and his interaction and things he said on Twitter. Seems to be seems to be okay. So hopefully if, we're, if they really need him, that would be a, a big loss if, uh, if he was out for any significant amount of time. Uh, but, again, looking at some, some more of the numbers here, uh, I think, then to go back to that defense, uh, one one big reason I think that Memphis won this football game, you look at third down, Ole Miss was one of ten uh, on, on third down. Uh, I mean, that's another testament to how well this defense played uh, compared to Memphis going six of 17. Um, so uh, one of ten on third down, that, that really really stands out with, with stopping the run uh, because, again, I think that's really impressive for a team. I, I think Ole Miss is going to be – a heavy run team and to hold them to 80 yards, uh, I think is 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 really significant uh, because I mean that that's always been what 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 we feel is pretty much held the team back is, is this defense. But again, if they're going to play like this, I mean that's the SEC opponent. That that team is probably probably better than a lot of a lot of the competition they're going to play this season. Even though that Ole Miss team is supposed to be down, uh, but I, I think that bodes well for a lot of games going forward. Uh, but the, Look at some some order numbers. Uh, Memphis with 22 first downs in the game. Uh, Ole Miss only 13. Um, again, Memphis uh, rushes 51 attempts for 192 yards, which is fantastic. Uh, Ole Miss rushes 33 times for 80 uh, passing yards. Memphis 172. Ole Miss only 93. Uh, total offensive plays. Memphis runs 82 plays for 364 yards. 
Ole Miss only runs 52 for 173 yards. Uh, the glaring, glaring Palomir penalties, 10 for 75 yards for Memphis. Not going to win many ball games like that. So that's definitely something you had to clean up. Uh, I asked Coach Norvell about that after the game, and he he didn't like that, of course. Uh, there's definitely some some things they got to work through. Got to cut down on those penalties, and you because you get penalties like that, you're gonna gonna lose some ball games uh, because of that. It's just a lot of times just mental things, um, and, and you can't can't lose ball games because of because of things like that. So they got to get that cleaned up. Ole Miss three for for uh, three penalties for 35 yards. Time of possession, Memphis dominates there. Uh, 38 minutes and 41 seconds for Memphis. Uh, 21-19 for Ole Miss. Yeah, Memphis six of 17 on third down. Ole Miss one of 10. Uh, from third down. On fourth down, Memphis was three of five, which is big as well. Uh, and, and none bigger than that fourth and two, and we'll talk about that uh, here in a bit. Uh, Ole Miss one of two on fourth down. Memphis two of three in the red zone, and Ole Miss two for two in the red zone. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, you look at the game, I think <laughs> the game was kind of surprising. I don't think that's how any of us expected the game to go. I, I said 41 to 10, um, and, and they didn't even score 41 points combined. 15 to 10, it was kind of a Kind of a, a strange game, and I, I think we've got Larry on the line here. Larry, you here? Or is this a, just a regular hey. caller? Hello, 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 hello. Hey, how you doing? Who are we talking to? Well, uh, you talking to Rowdy Rod again. How y'all doing, gentlemen? Uh, man, we're good. Well, how are uh, you? Well, I kind of missed my prediction of 45-17, but we'll take the win, right, gentlemen? <laughs> so, a couple of things. One thing I really I'm glad y'all spoke to was a little bit of the pass protection, okay? I felt like Brady was more scrambling than he was doing anything, you know, uh, especially in the yeah. first half. It was it was pretty pretty rough. And, you know, I think they, they came back after the halftime. Offensive line did a little bit better job, uh, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there was one – one player out there that really stuck out to me. Of course, Patrick Taylor is going to catch his 128 yards rushing, but uh, Kenneth uh, Gainwell. Kenneth yeah. Gainwell. Right? Gainwell. I, yeah. I, I was doing that on purpose. I was doing that on purpose because he gained really well. You know, I think <laughs> yeah, he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, I think he's a red a redshirt freshman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I think we got him maybe playing four games. I think he's playing four games this year. I'm really excited about this kid. I mean. You know, I was watching him, and I went back and looked at the stats. like, man, where did this kid come from? And I think he was that sleeper, the one that Ole Miss wasn't really looking for um, and their defense wasn't looking for because, I mean, heck, he carried the ball 16 times. I think he caught like 77 yards in rushing. I think it was four point. I can't remember the actual average per yard. But, you know, and then what I really liked was, was how they utilized him in the receiving, okay? Um, you know, he had six catches. And he actually yeah. out-called out receiving yards than Pop Williams did. You know, no, no slam against Pop, you know. So, but that was another tool that we were using. And, you know, was Pop open? You know, how much time did Brady have, you know, to look for him? You know, I know, you know, Coxie gained some yards, but it really wasn't that impressive. But I think he did. He distributed the ball out really well. And, you know, people are looking for that big arm, you know, to kind of open up the, open up the uh, defensive, you know, open up the defense. And I think that's going to come. I just think that he has to be a protected just a little bit more. Um, can you, are you going to see the 40-yard throws, those type passes? I really don't think so. Um, but I think we'll see some 25-yarders, 30-yarders going downfield. Um, I think that's going to happen. You know, that's just my opinion. But I was really, really impressed also, and y'all failed to mention this, is we've got to give some shout-out to our special teams. 
okay? We got to give a special shout out to our special teams. I really think they did a good job, um, and especially you know pinning pinning them back deep. It's at, at right there at that last punt where when that when we got the safety, I think we dropped them at the what two yard line somewhere right there. There was another opportunity that just kind of rolled into the end zone on us, but you know there was an opportunity there that, that our punter did a really really good job, and I think we overall. You know, we had some good run. You know, a couple of run backs from pop. Well, at least one, I, play, I think, from what, 27 yards from pop. Um, you know that I thought we, you know, we did really good. So I think the special teams also played a key role in there, even though our defense kind of overshadowed it a little bit. You know, it was it was. Uh, you know, that's just my thoughts. What are y'all's thoughts on the on the special teams? Um, I, I mean, I, I think that the special teams did play well, especially. Adam Williams, uh, the punter, did I mean, a fantastic mm-hmm. job of flipping the field all, all day. I know Coach Norvell yep. talked about that in the postgame press conference. I mean, he played fantastic yesterday. Uh, so I think the best teams did a did a good job. But one thing you said earlier, and the thing I, that stood out most to me, that I was impressed with, with Kenneth Gamewell. Uh, I, I, I was really impressed. I mean, he, he had 16 carries, uh, 77 yards, and also, like you said, caught six passes for 41 yards. I mean, so he yeah. was doing it all. It was it's the middle and running that clock down there, and that that last six minute drive, uh, they they kind of ran with Gamewell there, um, and and it continued to get first down, uh, to 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 bring the start that clock away. So, uh, I was really impressed with him as well. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on on, on Gamewell yesterday? No, I think he was you know fantastic. Um, you know, whether he's running it or, or catching it, you know, he's he's going to be a phenomenal player. Uh, you know, I know. I was worried about. I mean, I was you know thinking that Samuel may have been that uh, you know at the yeah, end of the year I that I thought was going to be the offensive play of the year, but uh, yeah. you know it may be Gainwell. I may have to change my pick. So I mean, he was definitely fantastic. Special teams, punting. I mean, Adam Williams. I mean, and he was good last year, and I mean he just. I mean he's continuing uh, you know his success. I mean he had a uh, 61 yard uh, you know punt. Uh, you know, yeah. One of them was inside the 20. Fantastic punter, and he may just be the uh, the best punter in the AAC. Guys, I really appreciate y'all letting me kind of come on the show and let y'all have at it, okay? I just wanted to kind of bring that to light, you know, a little bit of the special teams, especially Gangwell. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him next year, too, you know, and then in future games this season. But uh, I really appreciate y'all letting me. Y'all doing a great job out there. Uh, keep it going. Keep it running. Uh, and uh, Isaac, do, do me a favor. Quit tweeting yeah. Ole Miss doctors' pictures, okay? Quit. T- <laughs> <laughs> now you know who I am on Twitter, brother. You have a good one, okay? Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, brother. Thanks, Rod. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I think Larry, you there? Oh yeah, I have arrived after the great taco caper <laughs> of 2019. So. So, so basically, my, my one of my daughters was having a, a sleepover tonight, and uh, apparently uh, the, the the taco order uh, got uh, messed up, and so that's the reason I'm late. I apologize. It's it's been uh, kind of crazy, but dad so, duties come first. Oh man, it's it's like it's like <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, but but no, so so yesterday. Um, we, we and I don't know if you guys. So, so Brian and I actually spoke briefly yesterday. There was a a rumor um, along Tiger Lane involving um, uh, Taylor that Patrick yeah. is not going to be available. Um, 
and uh, of course, thank you, Brian and, and and Isaac for squashing that. But but it, it 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 was something that I had heard early in the morning, and then when I got to Tiger Lane, I heard it again, um, and up. And then my understanding is that Patrick did actually leave the game uh, late in the game, or at least left the field. So I don't know if that was related to that or if it's just an unrelated thing. Um, But if that is the case and he was actually injured, boy, did he play a hell of a game. I mean, in general. I mean, uh, it's... And and I don't I don't really know where we've gone with this, but um, last week we talked about the offensive line, and I, it, the game mirrored what I had seen in, both in practice and then heard was that this offensive line, from a rush blocking standpoint, was was should be good. That pass yeah. blocking was, eh, you know, a work in progress. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's exactly what we saw yesterday. You, yeah, I, and I agree with that. What did you guys think in general of the of the offensive line, which I thought really took the game over in the fourth quarter? I mean, they just they took the game and they won the game. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of talked kind of talked about it uh, here earlier. Yeah, they. I mean, in passing Texas, they they really struggled. I mean, there were very few snaps where where Brady White wasn't under pressure. I mean, I, I don't think that's necessarily the the only issue because I mean we. We still know that that, that he's not going to be the guy that's going to really throw it downfield. But I mean, they didn't even they didn't give him much time to, to do anything on yesterday. Uh, pass protection, especially that right side. Uh, I don't know Brian mentioned or Ronald Lopez and his PFF grade. I mean, he really struggled yesterday. Now, at times, uh, I mean, that fourth quarter in in run blocking, I, I think they did a fantastic job, especially in that fourth quarter. We'll talk about that that tremendous fourth and two play uh, with Gainwell uh, here in a little bit. But I mean, they did a great job in that fourth quarter. Um, no, I agree. So pass blocking definitely needs some help. <laughs> no, we're good. Now, just uh, what were your thoughts on the defense? Because we touched on the defense a little bit as well. Well, uh, so not, not to so going to the four three, it, it mirrored exactly what I saw in practice was just eleven guys flowing to the ball. I mean, you saw reactions, not thinking. Um, I saw the. Um, uh, and who, who's the corner that's opposite T.J. Carter? I'm having a brain cramp. Um, the kids from um, yeah, Arizona uh, State. Oh, no, oh, the kids from Arizona no. State. Yeah, that's what I meant. I was thinking about something else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, what, what is his uh, name? That was – yeah. <laughs> well, Jacoby sorry, Francis uh, started started the uh, on the other side of uh, T.J. Carter. Number, is, he, is he number 21? Was that number 21 or is that number 21? Anyway – Whoever made the recovery stop, there was a long pass. The kid was a couple of steps back and just recovered and, and timed his uh, his leap perfectly and broke up a long yeah. pass. There was that. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I don't remember who that was. Right off the top of my head, guys. I had it yesterday. I had it all written down. Um, then there was – so – the, the safety play, we can talk about that later, but that was there was a specific this is specific type of blitz. But the blitz packages and how they time their blitzes, one of the things that I have oh, complained man. about from Memphis, from and, and Brian knows this because I, I came on and talked about this, the timing of the blitzes. Our blitz timing was perfect. 
that's exactly what you want to see. Um, and, and we were making them, their offensive line, think instead of, of react. And once you get that, and, and I'll tell you the other thing, Dorseus owned the center. He went right across the center's face. I mean, when I say owned him, like he's got his keys, he's got his car, he's dating his girlfriend. I mean, he owns him. It, it, it was nasty. Um, if, if you go back and watch the game, Dorseus was in the backfield as much as any of their of their running backs. Literally, he was <laughs> in the backfield the whole game. It's it, it, so I thought defensively what we saw was exactly what we saw in the scrimmages and exactly what we saw in practice was was eleven guys flowing to the ball and playing. Um, and, and I truly believe that this will be the best defensive showing since all his last year under Fuente. I think this will be our best defense in this. Was that 2014? 15? 15? 15. Uh, uh, yeah. 2015. Yeah, I, I agree. I've I, I said that last week that I felt that felt that way. Um, and, and it's kind of weird because Bryce uh, up after the game talked about how laid back Coach Fuller is as far as his personality. He coaches what he what, what, the way he coaches the game is intense, but he said that he was over there laughing. The game was close, and he was just kind of laid back. And but uh, but I mean, he has those guys out there playing. Uh, like, like you said, I mean, from the jump, I mean, those guys came out all aggressive. I mean, they were in the backfield. They were to feel us. I mean, they bottled him up all day. And and Rod, Rich Rod, I mean, that team is going to run the football. I mean, if Ole Miss, they're not going to do much. I think at all this year through the air. I think they're going to be a, a, a on the ground team and to, to hold them to 80 yards. I think that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of ten on third down was also big, and I think that's one of the keys to, to to why Memphis won this game. I mean, one of ten on third down. You know, you're not going to see a team shut a team down that that much, especially you talking about two teams that are kind of kind of evenly matched. I mean, I thought that was a glaring stat. So this this defense, if this defense plays like this, I mean, Brian said, I think the offense will come around. I mean, you got Mike Norvell coaching, and you got the weapons they have out there. There's a lot of guys that didn't really even get involved on yesterday that I think are going to have big years for this team. I I, I think this team can. Can, can do some special things. The 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 way the defense sets up, and the way they played yesterday, that should translate just fine to the rest of the season. That's the yeah. way they because they. I, I'll tell you what we we dominated the line of scrimmage so much they actually brought in a tight end after half, and that's one of the reasons why they ran the ball better in the second half was because they actually brought in the tight end to block. That's something that uh, Rich Rod doesn't really want to do. He doesn't want, he, he wants to maximize the people that are going out and, and to flood, he wants to flood zones to create chaos. And, but, but we dominated the line of scrimmage so bad he had to actually bring a tight end to, to help try to get that side of the ball stabilized. The, the weak side of the, the, the weak side of, of the defensive or what we call the weak side, which is the side opposite or the the uh, and I'll tell you another play while I'm talking about it. The weak side when we had the interception, that was a fantastic read by the safety. Uh, because this, so this was they had trips, trips to one side, long man on the other side, the safety never even fit. You could tell they were fully prepared for that double move. I mean, he went straight to where the ball was going to go. That's that shows that a great game plan and B tremendous scouting. Um, you know, when Norvell said he knew Rich Rod's office, 
That's what that's what he was talking about. That's exactly what he was talking about. That was now we didn't get any points off of it, but anyway, that's a whole other issue. But but that was a great play defensively. One uh, on defense when Leandre Thomas uh, got called for targeting, I yeah. thought the game would would, would change dramatically. But uh, what were your guys' thoughts on Quindell Johnson coming in? And really, I mean, I think I think for a little bit uh, he was a little timid, but by the end of the game, I mean, he shined uh, because you know when uh, when I'm looking at the Pro Football Focus grades, he graded out as the best player on the uh, on the field Sunday. I mean, uh, Saturday. Wow, yeah, and, and like just like you said, when 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 he was ejected, I, I was a little bit worried because it kind of felt like the, the the momentum might be shifting there. I felt like it that could, could kind of open up the, the the game for for Ole Miss. But again, you can say Quindell Johnson came in there. He was a little shaky from the start, but his game went on. I mean, he, you could tell, you could see his confidence growing. I mean, he played better and better, and he ended up having a a, a really good game out there. Uh, but I, I agree. Well, and I think. The pressure that we got up front helped. Yeah. Oh, when no you're getting pressure up, yeah, right? When you're getting, yeah. When you're getting pressure up front, um, you know, it makes your your defensive backs look better. But I I thought, um, I thought overall our game plan as far as as the way we well one of the things I told you guys last week was that the safeties were not shading one side. TJ was he basically had straight up coverage just like he did his freshman year and I mean he owned in that and that was the wide receiver that was supposedly going to be like the NFL guy right that that TJ shadowed yeah, the whole game yeah Elijah what's, Moore, what's yeah. his name I, yeah yeah more more Elijah Moore. I mean, and, yeah. and yeah I mean I, I I think I think Moore probably figured that TJ Carter was going to be in the seat behind him on the bus as hell he had him the whole game he was, <laughs> was just one step behind him I mean <laughs> It, it, it was, it, but if you watch that game, go back and if you may recorded it, go back and watch the game and watch the defensive backs. And what you'll see is that that TJ had over the top coverage, help coverage the whole game. There was never a point when he was quote unquote on an island. And 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 what you saw then was TJ wasn't worried about making a mistake. He was just playing. And that's the difference. That's what the difference in this team this year is, you know, defensively. Yeah, yeah I mean, Moore like the ball, had I, four I, catches for 60 four yards. Four catches. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, he it six they, times. They, yeah, I thought they would go to him a lot. And, I mean, you really – he had been <laughs> one catch where, where uh, what the targeting call was called. He had to get had one more season catch. But outside of and that, he, I mean, he, he really did didn't catch on the sideline. He had a oh, the great line, yeah. catch on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, that was a great catch. So that was a – that that was a pro catch. I mean, I told him my wife was like, you couldn't have played it any better. Well, he didn't get the ball. Somehow came up with that ball. Yeah, he, I don't know how he came up he with that ball. The ball. He got it. <laughs> you know, he got a hand on the ball, but he still caught it. Hey, you know, hey, look, these, these you know, these other players, well, they're on scholarship too. They're pretty good. So, you, you know, you have to you tip your cap. They're going to make plays. Um, and it take, you, if you but, take that catch away, that, that that was for I think thirty six yards. But if you take that one away, Moore would only have three catches for twenty four yards. I mean that shows you how dominant uh, yep, you know, the yeah. Memphis defense and TJ Carter was against him. Yep, and I, I think Ole Miss will get better offensively as the year goes on. Um, I think their quarterback he's going to get a little bit uh, more confident. I, I don't know that that's going to translate to wins because they've got some really tough opponents ahead of them. But 
Um, but, 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 you know, I, defensively, and here's, a, here's an interesting question, guys. Who called a better game, Mike McIntyre or Fuller? I mean, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I mean, Mike McIntyre called a hell of a game now. He did. He did. He did. I mean, he, who? I mean, that's a good one. I mean, I would. I mean, I would tend to lean a little <laughs> bit more towards Fuller because of, I guess, the outcome. You know, of how much. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I mean, how little yards Ole Miss actually had. I mean, 173. I mean, uh, they only had negative one yards. Uh, you know, rushing in the first half. I mean, w- yeah. us sitting in the stands and sitting on the couch had more yards than that. So I mean, <laughs> Fuller, right, I mean, Fuller I, did a great job. Both of them did, but I, yeah. I, mean, I give the notch to Fuller. Yeah, I mean, yeah, since but Memphis I, won a game, they kind of kind of skews their thoughts on it. But I, I think, yeah, I think I would slightly lean toward uh, Fuller because I mean, you just again, we run through these numbers. You just look at one or ten on third down. I mean, the fact that they only had what eighty yards rushing uh, to a team that that clearly trying to trying to be be a run team. I mean, you look at Corral's numbers; he's nine of nineteen for only ninety three yards of the game. I mean, they pretty much shut down everything they were trying to do. Um, again, like Larry said, they brought in that tight end. They rushed a little bit better in the second half, and they still only got to 80. Uh, this Memphis defense was just all over the big play. Bryce Huff just coming through almost untouched, man, and getting the sack for the safety. Uh, just a game-changing play there. I mean, the defense was just, just amazing. I, I just don't think you could say enough about it. No, definitely agree. But uh, one, one thing, one thing I want to ask you guys about uh, is, and I and I know that the, the offensive line struggled at times. Were you guys surprised at all that what it was? It was a kind of a, a limited game on, on the, the the players' use. I mean, you, you, Coxie had some catches. Uh, Patrick Taylor and Gainwell uh, definitely got their touches, but they didn't really. You, you didn't hear Joy Magnifico's name at all. A lot, a lot of guys, nope. maybe on Samuel, Dyke. got in there late. What, what were you guys thought? Yeah, so Dyke didn't get any catches. What? What are you guys' thoughts of of the offense being kind of kind of limited there in this game? Good, Larry. I don't under I don't understand it. I, I didn't understand um, unless they didn't want to put stress on their offensive line and they wanted to. They thought their best bet was to control the ball, control the, the game on the ground, and 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 limit turnovers. That, you know, I, I, I guess that was a – look, it worked perfectly, okay? It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Um, we missed an extra point. They missed a field goal. Um, but there wasn't a lot of, quote, unquote, mistakes. I, the, the, the stupid interception um, that we had. Yeah. Um, they had an interception – I guess the one thing that stands out is um, there were no fumbles in this game. I mean, you know, none. Everybody held on to the ball. Um, I just thought both teams played uh, while it was it was a conservative play calling. I think both teams had a an idea of how they wanted to win. I think Ole Miss thought they couldn't win if it became a shootout. I think Memphis was afraid to put too much pressure on Brady White. That's just that's just my feeling. Now, why you don't get Magnifico and Coxie? Now, he did he did target Magnifico a couple of times. Um, 
that they weren't good passes, but I mean he did target him. But I, I legit cannot understand for the life of me why you don't. Um, that's a touchdown. Oklahoma just scored on Houston again. And anytime I see Houston like <laughs> bad things happening to them, I just enjoy it. Um, but um, but why you don't get your tight end involved? Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw little screen passes and stuff, which which worked great in the second half, by the way. But if you're gonna do that, um, why don't you why don't you throw one to Sean Dykes? I mean, I, you know, get him one on one with a linebacker. I like that. I like my odds right there. I do. Yeah, it was a. You know, it's a, they had twenty more rushes than than passes, and I think that you know the coaching staff knows that. You know they're. You know, with, with the offensive line they have, they're they're better off r- rushing. But they also, I mean, they didn't show too much for future films. You know, when you go into conference play, and I think when you go into the next couple of games, uh, you know, because of the you know the easy schedule, I mean that I mean it's, it's great that you don't have that much film, you know, to go on as far as like I guess new plays. It's, it was just pretty vanilla. I mean, you, just basic stuff that uh, Memphis ran. I don't remember anything out of the ordinary is like, oh, this is new or, you know, any new wrinkles. It was, to me, it was just a pretty basic. And I think that was, uh, I mean, that, that was good that you won the game, um, you know, doing that, you know, basic offense, especially when you have, uh, you know, Southern and, and, and then uh, South Alabama coming up Two easy should be easy wins before you go in that Navy game. And that's when I think, it, you know, it may open up a little bit. Oh, no, yeah. man. South Alabama. Yeah. South Alabama, yeah. The, the yeah, they they. They gave Nebraska all they wanted, brother. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm not. That, and well, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because yeah. it's the first game of the season. You know what I mean? So yeah. But but still, it's like that was like 35-14. Hmm. Okay. Or I think it was something, something like that. Yeah. And by the way, I, 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 I can't remember I what I'm totally I think, sorry for calling the Syracuse Liberty game. That was a stinker. I, I really thought that would be high scoring. That was sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. I mean, Nebraska, bad. I think, was o- overrated anyway because, I mean, look what they did last year. I mean, they, were they four and eight last year? Um, I just I just think, you know, coming into the season, they were maybe just a little too confident, but we'll see. I mean, South Alabama, they're not a, they're not a slouch team for, you know, by any stretch of means. But I still think it should be an easy win for Memphis. Yeah, I mean, it definitely yeah, well, just should be a win. Be, but <laughs> just saying, that was like an eye-opener for me. I really figured Nebraska would, would, you know, win that game easier. But whatever, what do I know? Yeah, man, but as, as far as the offense, man, I don't I don't really know what to make of it. I, like I said, I don't know if it's like, like, like Larry said, that they didn't really want to, to put a lot of stress on, on Brady White. I mean, they were able to win the game uh, that way. It's not, not what we, what, typically what we're used to seeing for, for, for a Memphis offense. But, I mean, it got it done. I know Coach Norvell kind of mentioned it in the post-game press conference. And I've had some, some people talking to me today about that they were kind of upset, like, actually what's going on with the offense. And, and Coach Norvell kind of mentioned this is it's a different football team. Uh, that, that Some of the things that they did last year, they, they might not be able to win like that this year. Um, and he kind of mentioned that in, in passing in the press conference. So, uh, I think we'll see I mean, ne- next week. I mean, you might see some things that you might not see in other games this season because, uh, I mean, they, they should be able to run all over Southern. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But uh, I, I don't know. It, it's just different. Uh, we're used to seeing this this, this wide-open offense and Daryl Henderson breaking off for all these long runs, and it's 
just kind of kind of a different roster. But I mean, there are a lot of guys out there that that I'm, I'm surprised. I thought Trevion Samuel would get more work. Uh, I mean, he had a couple plays there late, but um, he didn't really get involved, and in, in the tight ends didn't really get involved at all. Um, he did again targeted Magnifico a couple times, but Dykes and some of these other guys, some of the other running backs didn't really get any work. So. Um, they got the win. I mean, it's hard to, to complain a lot when 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 you win a ball game, especially a, a, a big game like this, to to open the season. But it's definitely going to be something to watch. Um, hoping they open it up a little bit more next week and kind of work through some of those things. And um, again, like I told Brian earlier uh, before you came on, I think with with some injuries, uh, some some guys got banged up yesterday. I think a, a game against Southern and a, uh, a a subdivision opponent is exactly what what this team needed to to kind of work through yep. some things and, and and open it up a little bit. Well, I think we forget, like, Riley's senior year a couple of years ago, we started off kind of slow. I mean, our first game, of course, we played in a hurricane, but we didn't play very well the first week. And then we didn't look great the second week. Uh, and then UCLA comes to town, and then, of course, we opened it up and, and, and we won the game. But, you know, Norvell's offense sort of, has been known to get off on slow starts. Like, that happens. And um, they usually hit their stride, you know, in the season. And um, I, so, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't, quote, unquote, surprised that they played conservatively because of Ole Miss. I think they thought that, that, they, that they just had the experience and they could, they could do with do, – they could run the football. But guys, I'm going to tell you, they, they do need to find a way – to get Brady to open up somehow. He's got to feel more confident in his throws because yeah, he I did agree. not look confident. <clears throat> and you guys had yeah. a chance to uh, take a look at uh, Southern, uh, their game against, uh, was it uh, McNeese? Uh, McNeese State, yeah. Uh, and by the way, you guys have ever been, never been, to the the southern campus is in Baton Rouge, and McNeese, I believe, is over in Lake Charles. Lake Charles, um, yeah. But yeah, the, the southern campus is really cool. It's 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 on the north side of town, over um, over by the Capitol, which uh, if you've ever been to Louisiana, it's the tallest Capitol building in America. And anyway. It's really cool it, because it, it backs right up to it, and there's, there's a really it's right on the Mississippi River, and um, and their stadium is right there as well. So you can literally, if you had means, you could actually get on the river and you could f- flow down the river from the Southern football stadium to the LSU football stadium. They're literally right down the river from each other. It's really cool. Oh, that's you're, neat. You're a chance. Anyway. Yeah. I was gonna say no, I did, I get, did get a chance to. I was gonna say I did get a chance to catch a little bit of that game. I watched the fourth quarter was over ESPN Plus. But before we move over to that real quick, or before we close the door on the Ole Miss game, um, I, I did want to talk about that fourth and two play. Uh, Spence, I mean, one probably the most well executed play of the game. Uh, fourth and two, uh, you, Cameron Woodard just absolutely manhandled Benito Jones Pan- on that play. And pancaked him. Great. Pancaked yeah, him. Great. Nothing. Great yeah, double pass. Yeah. Yeah, great double pass by uh, Brady. Great time double pass by Brady White to get that thing to game well, man. Just a, a great play. And shout out to Cameron Woodward because I mean he he handled Benito Jones on that play. What what did you guys think of that one? I I thought that we were going to need a dump truck to carry Mike Norvell's junk out of there because 
What a gutsy <laughs> call that was. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my I, – look, and he did it twice. Like, he did it – there was a couple times I went, eh, punt it, make him go 90 yards. Nope, I'm winning this game. Right here. <laughs> and, 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 look, <clears throat> big shout-out to the offensive line. Big shout-out to the offensive line. Because they took control of that game. I mean, we, we get the safety, kick off to us, Ole Miss never gets the ball back. Never. They never saw the ball. That's it. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. Um, yeah. And a big shout-out. I mean, that's that's what you want to do. You, you, we needed the safety, but then that drive was just man, man up. And the fourth down call, um, I mean, you know. Well, how about, how about the third down call? It was third and nine. And he did a draw to Taylor to set up the fourth down. Fourth and two, and yeah. Like, yeah, and it set it up. And he's like, my goodness gracious, okay. I mean, but I guess we're just gonna we're gonna run with what you know what brought us here. So. Yeah, I mean, and they really yeah. hit their clock up. Yeah. They had a five five minute drive on top of the six minute drive uh, there in the fourth quarter. That's, that's, owning, that's owning your opponent. Yeah, three for five on fourth downs. <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah. they, they definitely they definitely wanted it. I, I don't think I've ever seen a coach go for it five times on, on fourth down in a game. Uh, that was that was the most for me that I've seen personally seen. But uh, yeah, gets called. You know, I thought even though the offense didn't score in the second half, I kind of felt the second half play calling was was better than the first half. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they they opened up a little bit more in in, in the second half. Uh, again, I just think uh, a big part of it was just that that offensive line uh, in pass pro was it was it protecting the guys, but the play call in the fourth, in, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, some gutsy calls there, but it, it worked. Uh, so, I mean, again, I mean, you you don't want to complain a lot when they win the game, but I agree with you. Very generic in the, in the first half. A lot of bubble screens. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of lateral stuff. I mean, it was just basic things that I think, again, I think it was more to kind of, kind of protect Brady White. And if it was working, I mean, they were winning the game. Uh, stick with it until, until you force to do anything different. And Ole Miss really never put that much pressure on the force them to do anything different. Isaac, I think that's that's probably the best assessment that I could come up with. They never they, – Ole Miss never forced us to do anything else. It, it's sort of like the end of the Houston game. Where we just started, um, you know, running the ball, and they never stopped it, so we just kept doing it. Um, the same thing, like we were effective. We had the lead. Uh, we were up thirteen to nothing at the half. Um, and you're right, Brian. I think we did call a better game. I thought I think Norvell zoned in on certain things that he wanted to do. I think certain areas, and I thought Patrick Taylor really got going in the third quarter. And that, to me, that sort of took the life out of Ole Miss defensively. Like, they, they, they just sort of sapped their energy because he's just so powerful. I mean, just such a strong runner. And if, you're, if your DBs are catching a guy like that, man, that, that, that wears you out. I mean, all of a sudden you're like, ah, I don't really want to hit that guy anymore. I'm tired of hitting that dude. So – I, I think you're dead on right. I think they did call a better game. I think Norvell had some areas he wanted to attack. 
Yeah, um, like I said, man, one one and zero. I mean, you you win the week. Uh, they they open the season one and zero. But no, no matter what the final score was, how how aesthetically pleasing it was, uh, at the end of the year, it goes in that left column, man, and that's that's what you want. So uh, you move on to a game next week again against a subdivision opponent in Southern. Uh, they took off McNeese State. I did see a little bit of that that game. It was on ESPN Plus. Uh, I switched over and saw that McNeese won the game thirty four twenty eight, but. Uh, Southern made a, a a big rally. I think they were down twenty four to fourteen going into the fourth quarter, uh, and, and ended up coming back and making that thing close. Uh, they they did do. McNeese goes on to win thirty four to twenty eight. Uh, but to just a couple of observations. Uh, they got a sophomore quarterback, Glennon McDaniel, uh, six two, two hundred pounds. He was eleven of nineteen for one hundred thirty five yards, one touchdown. He had four carries for seventeen yards and a rushing touchdown. He's a guy they like to throw it. Uh, I think they had two hundred thirty nine yards passing in the game. They like to throw it downfield, and their quarterback is is a mobile guy. He likes to move around, kind of shifty back there in the pocket. Uh, again, he did have that, that rushing touchdown. They have a receiver. Uh, I his name I wrote it down here. Uh, 6'5", 215 pounds. Uh, got a big receiver. He had four catches, 82 yards, uh, two touchdowns yeah, in the Register. game. So, Hunter Register, yeah, that's his name. Uh, two touchdowns in the game. Uh, they also have another uh, – their running back – Small guy, uh, Devin Byrne, uh, junior running back. He's 5'8", 180, uh, 11 carries for 33 yards in the game. So 239 yards passing, 103 yards rushing. So it appears to their team that like to like to throw the football. Uh, so that's going to be uh, – I think it's a good a good test to have kind of a mobile quarterback and, and a team that likes to throw the ball. Uh, I think that's good for to, to, to test out the, the Memphis safety. So, I mean, it, it's a game where, like, again, this game is more about Memphis than it is about Southern. Uh, that's – that's for sure. Um, but I think it's a game where you go into it and, and you try to get some guys healthy and, and, and work through some things. And, and, and I think this is a game where Brady White can test some things out. Maybe some, some plays that you didn't really want to run against Ole Miss, you could run it next week. Some, some throws that you might not normally make in, in other games that, that you can make in this one. So, um, I mean, that's, again, this is not a, not a game. You could say a lot about it. It's just a game that Memphis should win. And um, I think it's exactly what they need right now. I think there's going to be some challenges, especially for, uh, you know, the Memphis corners because, you know, Southern, they had four wide receivers that averaged over 12 yards, uh, you know, per catch. Yeah. Uh, so they, they had do, the long catches some, in that game, uh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, at Register, I mean, he averaged 20 and a half yards per catch. <laughs> I mean, so he, uh, I mean he's, he's a good receiver. They have some good receivers. I, I mean, that's the matchup, I guess, you know, I'd be looking forward to. To seeing, uh, you know, is the wide receivers against the, the Tigers uh, cornerbacks. Yeah, because I mean, I know when they played South Alabama last year, they had uh, Demarius Way was a, a, a guy of similar size. He's about six five, uh, about two fifteen, and, and T.J. Carter really struggled against him in that game. It's one of the reasons why Memphis really struggled in that game. They put it put away late, but it, I, I think it's it's good to have a, a guy of that size and some receivers. Um, again, like Brian said, they could test is just secondary. Uh, but I think that I think that'll be good uh, to see to see these guys get to work in a in a game they should win, but uh, a game that can can kind of simulate some some things that they might see down the line. What, so when you play um, a, a a what we used to call Division One Double A, which is now called you know, yeah, the, so, uh, both so the, uh, yeah yeah the, right. Um, <laughs> I, I feel I, yeah, I mean, I'm, old, I'm, old, well, look, I'm old school. So when when you play that level, one of the things that you, you want to, A, 
don't take anything for granted because some of these kids are good. These are good athletes. They, they may not have as many good athletes as you have. They may not be as big, but they're good athletes, and don't get that twisted at all. And um, I would say it like this, that just go in the game. You try to win the game. You try to put them away as quickly as you, as you possibly can and work your way through whatever it is you want to work on in that game. And in this case, what I'd like to see is um, I'd like to see a nice pocket for Brady, and I want to see Brady step into some throws and deliver some good passes down the field. And, you know, work our offense. Don't do anything crazy, but do work your offense, the full offense, you know, because I don't – I'm not worried about us losing the game, but but you do have to play, and you want to play well in the process. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, that's, that's one thing that I want to see. I want to see this offensive line with, with better protection again, like you said, Brady, to, to be able to step up and, and make some throws. But, I mean, there really just really weren't any solid throws in the game. I mean, even some of the ones that he connected weren't. They weren't good passes. Uh, you just want to see him be confident in the pocket. Again, he, and some of the, lot, most of those throws, I mean, you can tell that his, he just didn't have much confidence in, in his arm um, on nope. yesterday. And you like to see him more deliberate in the pocket, especially in a game like this against a team like Southern. Because if you don't see it then, I mean, what, are you ever going to see it? So I would definitely like to see that, like to see the right. that right side of the, the offensive line protect him better. Um, and I mean, defensively, I mean, I think – I don't think there's any more that you could ask of the defense. It's just no more injuries. Uh, you definitely don't, would hope to get through this game clean, yeah. no new injuries from, from what we've seen. And just a game, go through and, and, and work on your offense and, and, and get this thing opened up because I think it was a – a bit attack conservative uh, for for my liking on on, on Saturday, so I, I just like yeah. to see some some more plays plays run. What do you think, Brian? No, I agree. Yeah, you want you want to go there, you know, come out uh, injury free. But yeah, I, I want to see some. Uh, I want to see the passing open up a little bit. Um, you know, the the running game just continue to do what they're doing. But you know, that offensive line. Uh, you know, this is a good game to uh, you know get that pass blocking perfected. <laughs> I think they need to do that a little bit more. Uh, Brady White has a chance to uh, hone in on some uh, some skills there. Defensively, it just yeah, I mean, you have that matchup with the uh, with the wide receivers, but if you can shut them down, uh, I mean, it's 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 a good game to really get some younger guys in too. I, I think yeah, that, get more you know, guys involved. Uh, yeah, yeah, get, get the young guys in. You, you'll see these true freshmen. I think this is a game where you see the true freshmen. This will be one of the four games that they'll, you know, that they'll play, so they don't, you know, burn their redshirt. But this is one of them that they'll definitely get a chance to get, you know, get some experience. Yeah, but um, again, uh, we, as we when we come to you next Sunday night, we should be talking about a two and O team heading to South Alabama. Uh, but like again, they 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 play the games on the field, so uh, we be out there lining up 11 a.m. They're gonna play football. So Doesn't be here, so uh, hopefully. The Tigers again can and, can stay healthy and, and work through some things. I want to add one Which thing too. Um, I want to add one thing too. If you do go to the game, like I know, like a lot of us, like and, and I'm I'm guilty of this too. Like I like to go and talk to my guys and sort of write down a few notes about what I saw in the first half. Don't do that. Stay in the stands and watch the band because Southern's band is Hell, legit man. one awesome. of the greatest bands awesome. in the country. And uh, I, when I when, when I was in college. 
sneak away. We used to play TSU every year, and I used to sneak out just just to catch the TSU band um, because they're that's another really good band as well. But Southern's band is legit one of the greatest bands you will ever see. And I, you know, I'm not a big band guy. Whatever, my my daughters are in the band, but I, I I I legit like I tell them all the time. I don't get it. Whatever. But but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. That band is awesome, legit awesome. So stay in the stands and watch them. You're doing yourself a favor. Definitely. Uh, definitely agree with all, all points there, man. They are, are fantastic. If you've never seen them, you're definitely going to be in for a treat. Uh, but before we get out of here, man, I want to take a look around the AAC and other games coming up uh, on Saturday, starting off oh, we're not, with we're, another wait, 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 We're not, not going to make fun of the SEC. Is it? Come on, let's do that. I'm going to do that so bad. Well, well, I've been I've been doing it all all all, all day on Twitter, uh, but yeah, what was it? Was it? It wasn't it a fantastic more, day man. for the for the SEC. Yeah, it just means more. I mean, you know, <laughs> more losses apparently, or <laughs> more getting your butt kicked by Georgia State. <laughs> yeah, how about those balls, man? <laughs> Go balls! Somewhere, somewhere, uh, we're uh, in New England. Greg Schiano is smiling. I mean, <laughs> oh, to tell you that. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, all I can say is somewhere in Knox County, there was a dog getting kicked really hard. I mean, it was <laughs> bad. <laughs> but, but all kidding aside, like, um, what uh, of those? Just real quick, of those games, like, I don't think anybody was shocked. Memphis was there. I don't think anybody was shocked that Memphis beat Ole Miss. But of the others, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia State, Missouri, Wyoming, Missouri, Wyoming. That one surprised of those, me. I mean, obviously Georgia State's a surprise to beat Tennessee. But were you – which of those games, quote-unquote, shocked you? Because I know which one shocked me. Well, real, real, real quick, man, shout-out to my guy. I was going to say shout-out to my guy, Jeff Mack, who's uh, the – uh, Memphis basketball PA announced he's a Wyoming fan. I've never asked him why he's a Wyoming fan, but I mean, he was rooting hard. I was talking to him back and forth on Twitter yesterday. I was like, I'm sure he's the only Wyoming fan in Memphis. But uh, yeah, man, um, out of the games that shocked me the most, I mean, uh, I mean, I, 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 the obvious one, I mean, I guess I, I got to say Georgia State, Tennessee. I mean, I, I, especially the way that they won the game, it wasn't, I mean, that was pretty, uh, pretty thorough. They didn't, they didn't really out of there with a win. Right. They, they beat them. I mean, they lined up and beat them pretty handily. So, uh, I'm going to go with that one. Ryan, what's yeah, this one? For me, it was Missouri. Um, you know, I thought Missouri would be a lot better than that. Uh, but they, they, yeah, mean, at times, they just like they got they got manhandled. Uh, I mean, Kelly Bryant had a – I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, he had a fantastic game, 31 of 48 for 423 yards. But he did make some stupid, stupid throws at times. But still, I, you know, for me, it was uh, – I know it was at Wyoming and Tennessee lost at home, but I still got to go with, with Wyoming. But there, there's others that were, were pretty shocking, even though the SEC won, like Arkansas only winning by a touchdown against Portland yeah. State. I mean, that's – Louisiana did. So, there, there's definitely – yeah. I was yeah, going to say Louisiana well, against Michigan State. Louisiana gave them a, all they wanted for about three quarters. Yeah, but – I tell you what that 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 is that is a La Brea tar pit down there, and you go down there to Lafayette, man. I mean, why Mississippi State should never ever go to 
people off of yet. But no, it, it was, and I'll tell you that it was the South Carolina North Carolina game for me because legit South Carolina is supposed to be this is supposed to be Muschamp's best team, and people forget North Carolina last year was putrid. putrid. Oh yeah, they were awful. I mean, they were terrible. And here's Matt Brown, and how old? I mean, how old is Matt? I'll tell you how old Matt Brown is. Matt Brown came and spoke at at Tech because he's from Cookville, Tennessee. He came and spoke at Tech when I was in college, and that's over 25 years ago. And then he was a head coach <laughs> then. I mean, that, that's a. I mean, Mac has got to be. I mean, nothing wrong with being old. That doesn't mean you're a bad coach. It just means you know Mac's been around. He's seasoned. But I mean, this is. You know, this was supposed to be Will, Will Muschamp's best team, and they're going to challenge Georgia possibly even for – yeah, no, that's not happening. Not even close. So, that's – to me – now, all three of those games were just shocking. But, man, um, how about this Bay of Pigs, Arkansas, Ole Miss game next week? Oof. <laughs> yeah, man, that's – if they lose that one, man. I know that they don't have. Oh, it. I know I, they don't. I mean, they, they have it. They have an interim AD right now, so they're not gonna. Matt Luke's not gonna get fired. He's old Miss guy. They got an interim AD, so I think he has a lot longer lease than he probably would if they had a permanent AD. But man, if they if they lose that one, man, that that's tough. I mean, I think they they got a they gimme game a in there for but then they go to Bama. Yeah, <laughs> and they got a game where they they go. They got a gimme game in there. That I think Southeast Louisiana or something. Then they go they go to Bama. Ain't so, a damn thing uh, gimme to them. Let me tell you something right well, now. <laughs> Go ahead. Man, I, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I watched a little bit of that uh that that Mizzou uh Wyoming game and shout out to those Wyoming fans. I mean that thing was like a hornet's nest. They put a that lot of a, pressure that on was a good Mizzou. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and speaking of atmospheres, man, shout out to Tiger Nation. I forgot to mention that earlier. I mean a lot of people were concerned earlier in the week saying there was only gonna be thirty, thirty two thousand there. Um I think scanner issues again I've talked to probably thirty people uh in the last last uh, 12 hours about they're getting in. They didn't saw people getting in, and they weren't scaring their tickets. They announced, what, 44-107, I think, was what they announced. And there, there was 50 plus. No, then there was, uh, no, then no, there was, no doubt there, about it. Then there were 10,000 people dressed as, as, as seats. Then, because, I mean, that place was – listen, I have been there when there were 44,000 people there. There was more than that. It, yeah. And I can, the, the way you can tell the difference, and for those who don't go to the game, so if you ever go to the game in the upstairs, the up upper area where you know where they have concessions and all that, when that's packed, that's when yeah. you hit the fifty, fifty, fifty-one thousand mark. Because um, normally that's like you know if you're in the thirty-five to forty range, that upper area is not as filled. But when you get to like fifty, that's when the you know you, you know the bathrooms and the concessions on the up, upper side are 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 all filled up, and yesterday they were packed. You forget water; you couldn't even get over to, to get a, you know a drink or anything. I mean, they had water. Don't get twisted, but I'm just saying you couldn't get up there to get it. So, no, I don't think we ran out of water. I think we were good to go. But <laughs> anyway, but yeah, man, they they, they got to get that scanner situation figured out, man. I I don't know what what, what the deal with that is, but they they gotta they gotta get a handle on it. I don't I don't know, but. Yeah, I man, that was significantly more than 44. There was a point there um, in, in the first quarter, man. I, I said 52. Uh, it, it was over, it was easily over 50, That's about right. uh, 44. 
Oh, yeah, forty four was way off. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, but they they definitely got to get a handle on that, man. But and you know what? Nobody. I said this last year, Isaac, and I'll say it again. You know who cares about that? Only the people that are that are worried about what other schools think. I don't care. And and the university's <laughs> going to get the money. Like the university's going to get the money, right? I mean, they sold that yeah, many yeah. Whatever. The university gets the money. People show up. They spent their money. The only people worry about that. Some other fan base going, oh, you were at forty four thousand. You know what? I don't give a damn. <laughs> and, I got, and I got three people in this house that don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Before before we get out of here, take a take a look at next week's games. Uh, pretty pretty good slate of games. Uh, starting off 11 a.m. on Saturday, ABC, Cincinnati uh, traveling up to the Horseshoe Ooh. State on number five, Ohio State. Ohio State, 16 and a half point favorite. I think I think I think this is an interesting game. Um, again, Ohio State yeah. is favored by 16 and a half. Uh, what, what do you think about that line? Um, I mean. It's it's a tough atmosphere. I mean, you are going up to to the horseshoe to play, but yeah, I, I think I think this game would be pretty good. I I want to say that they won't cover, but uh, that's that's a tough one. What do you guys think? I don't think they cover. I think Cincinnati's the best team in that conference. I do. I mean, they curb stomp UCLA. UCLA didn't want to. Now UCLA may not be very good, and Ohio State's probably a lot better than that. But I could see this being. I can't. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, it's a 34-24 game. If if yeah, Warren is not hurt, it's a, it's a robbery. Yeah, if, if if Warren isn't hurt and they and they and he he was banged up last week. If he not, if he if yeah. he's not hurt, I'll tell you what that that young man right there. I Mate, I don't want none he's of him. A beat. I don't. Yeah, he, I don't. He's, want he's none an of absolute him. beast. He's five eleven, two hundred forty pounds. Him. I mean, he's he's nope. tough. He's tough. <laughs> what do you do? What do you think, Brian? I think it's going to be a very good game. Uh, you know, if it was in Cincy, I, I would – I'd pick Cincy to win it. But uh, being at, at Ohio State, uh, Ohio State's yeah, kind of, uh, quarterback is, is is pretty darn good. Uh, but Fields, I think Cincy uh, can Fields. hang in there. I think he, I think they can hang in there. And, uh, you know, I don't think uh, – I don't think, you know, they cover. I, I think Ohio State wins maybe, you know, right around 10, 10 to 13-ish. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna go go with you guys. I'm gonna say around 13, 14. Ohio State wins it, but I think I think Cincinnati really really hangs in there and makes it a lot tougher than than, than most people would think. Uh, of course, you got Memphis and Southern also at 11 a.m. Uh, that game's gonna be on ESPN three. Uh, you have nothing to USF at, at Georgia Tech, uh, 1 p.m. ACC Network. Georgia Tech is a six point favorite. I know Larry Larry wasn't on with us on the pregame show. Me and Brian talked about that disaster. Uh, <laughs> Um, on, on last week against Wisconsin, I thought that game would be a lot closer than to get Blake like that at home. I mean, what's that eight in a row for uh, Charlie Strong and USF? I mean, how yeah. how hot is that seat? How hot is that seat? What do you what, what do you think, Larry? Well, I think Willie Tiger probably gets fired at USF and just moves right back down to Orlando. <laughs> um, that's that's what I think. But um, we're moving down to Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, right? I'm sorry. Which, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I was, I was in Tampa last hey, week. Hey, right state, man. And yeah, yeah, I was in Tampa last week. You guys realize that geographically, Central Florida is south of Southern Florida, South Florida. I mean, geographically, it is legit. Like you look at Crazy. a map and you're like, that, yeah, like, those people, those people were retarded, man. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. They're 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 meant to. 
So, anyway, all kidding aside, though, I, I, this game is going to be U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. Um, because Georgia Tech, look, and then granted, they play Clemson, but they're, they're, you know, how many years did they run the, the, the option, right? Paul Johnson was there for, mm-hmm. I don't know, 100 years. Yeah, and, forever. Yeah, and, and so now they're going to the spread. I mean, wow. <laughs> You know, you got you got a roster full of kids that have you know were there to run the option and now you're run the option, yeah, and run the bread, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. So, I, 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 and then you've got USF, and, and I don't know. I mean, like all kidding aside, does do you guys think Charlie Strong makes the year? I mean, seriously, like that's a serious question at this point. I mean, I, I not, not the I don't think so. Last week. No, not a bad thing. If that's what I mean at home, how do you get blanked at home, man? That's, I mean, what was forty nine, forty nine and nothing. That that's rough, man. And especially that's your eight loss in a row going back to. It's it's weird for a team to lose six in a row and still go to a bowl game. Uh, when, you, right. when you think back about that, I mean, you're six and six, and then you right. lose the bowl game and lose your openers. That's eight in a row, man. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. And and that Wisconsin team was good. Don't get twisted, but I don't think Memphis can beat them. Let me be honest. I don't think Memphis can beat Wisconsin. Oh, and we get blanked. I mean, I really no, don't. No, no, they wouldn't get blanked. Wisconsin's good, but they're not that good. And, yeah, that was bad. Um, but I, I, my prediction here is that Georgia Tech wins, um, but I would not set my DVR on this one. No, there's not going to be a pretty game uh, at all. So we're both going with, all going with Georgia Tech? I'm going with Georgia Tech, but I think it's, it's going to be closer than what people realize. Uh, I think Georgia Tech will win. Yeah. I want to say by about by ten points, something like you know forty five, thirty five. I just think it's going to be a higher score game. I think it's one of those games that it, it, it's going to be to me. It's one of those games that you're not going to expect. Like we never expected Memphis Ole Miss to be low uh, low scoring. We all no. thought it was going to be high scoring. Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of get the feeling with with this game. You know, you know, I think some people are expecting a lower scoring game. But I think it's just going to be opposite. It'll, it'll be flipped. But I do see Georgia Tech winning. Uh, yeah, can, can we can we just put UConn out of their misery? Uh, just <laughs> Wagner last week. Hey, 20, they, they won last week. Twenty one at home. Yeah, just, just match their last uh, last oh. season win total. <laughs> and we won, oh, but um, they. I mean, they they, they take off. When you how, go, go ahead. Somehow you vomit on the field, and 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 then <laughs> you still like somehow still get the win. I mean, that's exactly what that was. <laughs> like that was ugh. Oh, you know, is there a way that we can just go ahead and have them leave the conference now? Yeah, I, I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I, well, who, this who week, do they lose uh, to? They're, I mean, play this week. Man, they're, they're at home against Illinois, two thirty p.m. CBS oh, Sports Network, and they they are twenty point twenty point home underdog. Lovey Smith has never has never been so happy to see another coach in his life. Like, oh, can yes. we play Randy Edsel's team every week? Thank God. <laughs> I mean, they're twenty point home underdog <laughs> to Illinois, oh. and 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 Illinois will cover. I'll make yeah, I'm right now. I, I think so. I mean, you you could give up twenty one to Wagner. I mean, only score twenty four. I think Illinois. I think this will be. Uh, I, I think Illinois wins by four touchdowns. I think the twenty-eight point win. Oh, I maybe even more than that. I agree. I mean, at least, <laughs> at least. 
I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll yep. say it right now, 45-10. Right now. I'll say it right now, 45-10. I will not argue with that. Uh, next day, not a lot to say about this one. Gardner Webb uh, at ECU, 5 p.m. That's a ESPN three game. Um, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, 17 ranked UCF at at Florida Atlantic, 6 p.m. Uh, CBS Sports Network. UCF is a nine point favorite. Um, F- FAU put up 21 points at Ohio State this week. Uh, what, what, what do you guys think mm-hmm. about think about this one? Uh, I think they'll probably put up 21 points against UCF. They're not going to win, but they'll put up 21 points. Um, I think I think UCF covers that. I think it's a 14, 14 point. I, I I love the job that Lane Kiffin's doing there, and 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 I think they'll they'll probably win or come close. You know, they'll be a player in 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 their conference. But it's you know the Sun Belt. Is that Sun Belt now or is that CUSA now? I can't remember which one they're in now, but it doesn't really. I think they're in CUSA now. But the point is, um, it, 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 the, the UCF got way too much speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just way too much speed. I, 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 th- th- to me, guys, this just feels like a forty-two twenty-one or forty-two twenty-four or something like that. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas is yeah, giving a little bit of respect yeah. at, at home, but UCF only being a uh, nine-point favorite against a, a top twenty-five team, so Vegas is respecting. FAU a little bit. Uh, I, I agree, though. I think I think UCF wins by double digits. I think I, I'd say about a fourteen point game. Oh, same here. Uh, I think it may be uh, fun and exciting for you know maybe a, a quarter and a half, but in, in the end, I think UCF will run a, run away with it. Yeah, I think they'll be fired up. Their fans will be fired up. It's an in-state state game. Uh, I think they'll probably have a, a decent crowd, but uh, yeah, I think UCF will pull up. Because I mean, at the end, they're just too much, too much speed, uh, too much athleticism on on UCF side. They'll they'll wear them out and, and again pull away there in the end. I think that's how that one goes. Up, uh, no, another decent game. North Texas at SMU, 6 p.m. That was ESPN three. SMU's a a four point favorite. What, what do you guys think about that one? I I, I kind of wished, and, and Isaac, I responded to you on Twitter, but that you know Arkansas just discourages DWI, so I did not go to the <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Um, but but um, but I did watch that from I went to Rail Garden and I watched it there, and yeah, um, some of it SMU, too. yeah, SMU was they look good, and and that Arkansas State team was playing for a lot with their coach and everything that happened. Yeah, the emotions. And yeah, um, yeah, there was a lot of emotions. But but I thought SMU really to me that. That that was a that was like a tough Sunny Dykes team that didn't look like a, a tissue paper Sunny Dykes team that we've seen in the past. So um, I, I, North Texas is is not going to be easy. It's but but I think I think SMU will win this game. I do. Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree. Know, I think it's going to be close, but I think SMU is going to win. Yeah, if the game was at North Texas, I'd, I'd probably go with North Texas. But uh, yeah, with SMU agreed. being at home, I think that lines were about right. SMU minus four. I would. I think it'd be a close game, field goal, something like that. So I go with SMU, but I, that's I think it'll be a good game. That's an inner city rivalry too, guys. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that, but like, it is. Like, like that's that's different. Yeah. Just SMU's in Dallas, and that's just up up the street. I can't remember the name of the little city that that North Texas is in, but it's, it's basically a suburb of Dallas. Yeah, North Texas, Texas can be can be stubborn. I, I actually uh, I'll I'll pull the upset on this one. I think uh, North Texas Ooh. will get it done. Yeah. 
Uh, Ooh, it, there we yeah, go. I, think, I just think it's going to be a, a really good game. Uh, it's, like I said, it's both of them are right there in Dallas. Uh, I mean, North Texas, uh, you know, they have a uh, – who's the uh, who's the, uh, the the coach there? I'm trying to think of his name. Yeah, who's the coach there? Oh, Lee, where'd they get him from? God, it's um, right on, right on. My tongue. Um, yeah, they, they signed him to an extension, right? Everybody thought he was, was going to go. That may be right. Yeah, everybody thought oh, he I was going to leave. I can find out right and, now. And, and, and but he ended up getting an extension, and we were because you and I were all talking. We were all talking about how Rim Baker got it done. Um, yeah, uh, Mason Fine. And not maybe not what am I talking about? Uh, step, step the no, that's a, that's there, 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 there. Yeah, literal, literal. That, yeah, yeah. Literal, literal. I, I, yeah, I, literal. I think he's literal, literal. He's a darn good yeah. coach. I, I think. He, yeah. Now I, I just think they'll have the 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 guys ready, and yeah, this this would be my upset pick of the week. Wow. Ooh, you're over to go over okay. the upset. I like it, man. Woo. I like it, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, I looked at some of that Tulane F, uh, FIU game uh, uh, this week. At, at Tulane's good. Uh, that that's a good football team. I love what what really Fritz is doing down there. I think that team is gonna be a surprise team. I mean, they they were decent last year, but I, I think they're gonna be really solid um, in AAC this year. But they're up against it this week. They're traveling to take on 16 ranked Auburn, 6:30 p.m. ESPN2. Auburn is. Um, only a 19-point favorite. Uh, I know that sounds sounds like a big line, but I'm kind of surprised it's not higher than that. Uh, what, what, what do you guys yeah. think about this one? Boy, Auburn got lucky uh, that they're not 0-1. I mean, wow. Well, they, they did. Lucky. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to – Auburn will, will win this game. But I can tell you this. If that score flashed across that – and I'm not going to predict this, but I'll just say it. If, if it flashed across the two lane and won this game, it would not shock me. Legit. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm talking wow. straight up win it. Um, Tulane has a real that, – that front seven is tough, fellas. I mean, they, you know, we talked about how it, yeah. you could give them a game. That was not a game. They destroyed no. them. And And – I, I, I mean that that they're going to give Auburn some problems. I think Auburn's going to struggle, at least early scoring. Um, I mean I know they're not Oregon. They don't have you know Tulane doesn't have Oregon speed or any of that. But I mean I think I think Auburn's going to going to struggle. Now Auburn will win the game. I, what's the line? Nineteen? You said? I don't think they yeah, cover 19. that. I don't think they cover that. I mean this feels like a like a. 38-20 game or something like that, or 35-20, something like that. I mean, I, I just think I think Tulane will, will keep it within reach, and then a late score or two will probably put it away. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think Auburn's that much better than Tulane. Yeah, that, well, that, that, no, that, that Tulane, uh, you, I was going to say, y'all talked about that front. I don't know if it was last week on the podcast or the one we did prior to that uh, about, about a month or so ago, but I, I think that Tulane front might be the best at AAC. I mean, they're they're legit. We saw that last year against Memphis. Uh, so their their defense is not a joke. Now, offensively, they're not uh, not not great, but that that defense is legit. And again, I mean, even even a top twenty five team like Auburn, I think they will give them some problems. Just like Larry said, I just I don't know, man. On, on the road, I, I think it's going to be tough. I'm going to go with Auburn. I think I think Auburn covers, but I think Tulane will give them some problems early. But I think Auburn will pull away in the end because of their depth and 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 win it by double digits. 
No, I, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if Tulane's winning at the half, but I think Auburn Auburn will pull it out in the end. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Eric. I don't think they cover. I think they win by, you know, 14 to 18. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tulane gives us a good game. Um, next game, not a lot to say about this one. Um, Prairie View A&M at Houston, 7 p.m. on ESPN3. Houston uh, making me look a little bad for my tweet earlier. I said that Oklahoma wouldn't cover. Um, it's only 25. I think the line was 21, but uh, they're they're getting 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 their butts whooped pretty bad right getting pretty good right now. <laughs> that so, they are. Uh, Was it forty two seventeen or something like that? Forty two seventeen. Yeah, forty two seventeen. Yeah, the line was twenty one, so that's twenty five. So they could could still not cover and make me make me look all right. But we'll we'll see how that would play out. I, I, I think Jalen Hurst couldn't pass. He's twenty of twenty three for three hundred thirty two <laughs> yards. Hey, <laughs> and, and, and let me, and let me just say this: that Lincoln Riley might be the best offensive coach in college football. I think you can make that argument. I I think you can make that argument. He may well be the best offensive coach. Um, And side note, does he he end up in the NFL? I'm just curious. Like, do you guys really think – I mean, I've heard that he's – Yeah, there's – I was going to say – there's rumors went by, by Dallas Cowboys that Jason Garrett just is his last year that, that he would leave for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. He said there's some jobs that he wouldn't leave for, but if Dallas opened up that he would would take that job. And I, I wouldn't mind it at all. Uh, I'm not a big Jason Garrett guy. I think he's an okay coach, but when it comes to winning it all, I think he leaves a little bit to, to, to be desired. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think he would leave for Dallas. What, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Brian? I'd say he would leave for Dallas and Oklahoma would uh I think that would be a, a job that Mike Norvell would leave Memphis for. Oh, he I'd help him pack. Oh well, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, man. You can't complain. Can't, can't be mad at what I'm No, I mean, you you tip your hat and go, Hey brother, we it's been yeah. good having you, man. Have fun. Um and, and I, I I would feel better about him at Oklahoma than I do about Justin at Virginia Tech and I've said that from the beginning, but I we'll talk yeah. about that later. I just, just a little side note. Yeah, I think he'd be, I think that'd be a great fit for for Norvell. Uh, I mean, you, like I said, he can recruit that area. You he has Arkansas ties, right? There. I think that'd be a great job. I, I agree with Brian. I could definitely see that be being oh, a, a move that would be interested in him and one he could fit. Yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, if he offered him, I think he'd do a great job there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he I think he'd be on the list, but you you I don't know if that would even be the the one of the top guys that they would look at. But I mean, it would. Be a great landing spot for him for sure. Uh, and again, like Terry said, I'd, I'd have a pack. I think I'd rent the truck for him if he uh, if he got the job at Oklahoma. Sure. Uh, but uh, good job. But uh, the, the, the next game, uh, this is an interesting one as well. Tulsa making a long trip out to California to take on San Jose State, 8 p.m. ESPN three. Tulsa is a Tulsa oh. is actually a seven point favorite in this game. It kind of surprises me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go with the upset. I think San Jose, San Jose State gets, gets the win. Uh, uh, what do you think, <laughs> guys? I gotta agree with you. I I don't see that. Um, yeah, I don't. They, I don't know it, this yeah, line. I mean, Michigan State. Michigan State like played. I, I, they they played like everybody, including like some of the the parents in that game. Like they didn't even <laughs> try to 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 to, to and, and and still they they dominated that game. I don't. Did, did anybody watch that game other than me? I mean, a they bit. destroyed. I mean, yeah, they, I saw a little bit of the, the line in the fourth quarter when I got on it. It was, it was. A, I mean, 
it, it wasn't that. I mean, the, the final score wasn't nearly as, as it didn't didn't demonstrate how dominant Michigan State was. And they dominated that game. So and Tulsa only had what eighty total yards. Yeah, it, it was. It, you know, literally, it was like they got destroyed. I, I'm with you guys. I, I this is a classic wrong team favored. Classic. Yeah, it's weird, especially when you see that that long trip all the way out to California and all my. I I don't understand that one. I think if you, I think that's easy money, man, to go with with San Jose State in this one. I I just don't see it. I don't even know anything uh, about San Jose State. I don't either. I just <laughs> I, 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 I just don't think they're they're such a favorite over 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 anybody. <laughs> like yeah, somebody exactly. that's uh, a, a decent team, especially I, on the I, road. I I would literally take. Take air from Tulsa in California. <laughs> yeah, in California. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? They're going to go out and they're going to play against air. All right, I'm going to take air minus six, okay? <laughs> I will go with Tulsa. I'll shock you guys again. I'm going to go with okay. Tulsa. Oh, you're right. I legit hope you're right. Like, I do. Cause I, yeah. I, I legit hope that, you know, but. San Jose State only won one game last year, Um, and that was against, uh, I believe, Sandy. No, against UNLV. But they are improved this year. San Jose State, yes, they're definitely improved. Hell yeah, you've got to be improved. You only won one game. (laughs) And and they matched that last week. They they won it. No, they looked – I mean, it was against Northern Colorado, but still. Still. I I think think it'll be good. Okay, you win one game. You win one game, and you're still only a six-point dog? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> man, does you find some man? Guys, I can find 21 other guys, and we're going to be a seven-point favorite. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> man, I was going to say, does, does you anyway. get two wins this year? Ah. They got Ooh, one. They got one, so. man. It's top of the record last year. They, you don't think they get two? Well, I, I haven't seen I the look at their schedule. I mean, yeah. I'd look at them. Let me see uh, what they got here. I'd look at uh, their schedule, but I. They won't think. Wait, yeah. how about that? <laughs> <laughs> see, they I got uh, Illinois. Maybe yeah, Illinois. At, at, at Indiana. Uh, not winning that one. Not winning that one. Hey, by the way. Uh, they got South, one of my they got former, South Florida at home. Yeah. Big, big, so they're playing Indiana. Big shout out to one of my former teammates at Tech. His son is the starting quarterback for Indiana. Played really well this weekend. I'm really proud. Nice. Michael Penix. So, so there. That, that that's a tie-in. But and, and, and no, and, and Mike and Mike's gonna kick UConn's butt. But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, who who else they got? They got Indiana and who? You, UMass is the only about the only game I see on their schedule that they they could possibly uh, win. It, 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 it is on the road, so I, I wouldn't give them I wouldn't give them that one either. And I just saw UMass, so. and I just saw <laughs> UMass play against Rutgers and UMass. Uh, they'll give they'll give you kind of fun. <laughs> Why well, they only beat Wagner by by three? I mean, come three, on, three, yeah, at home, at home. Come on, I mean, yeah, I, man, yeah. No, the weirdest, no? the weirdest thing from uh, from the from the weekend. Is there anything more weird than you uh, <laughs> freeze coaching from the hospital bed from hospital in the stadium? Bed, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I thought that was a joke. I saw that tweet. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I saw the tweet, the pictures. I was like, this is not real. And then I, it was a real article. I think it was the Sport News. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, that was 
That was pretty amazing, man. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything, anything close to that. That's that's crazy. I I so I've never heard of a coach even attempting something like that. And only if you think about it, like only recently would it even be logistically possible, right? <laughs> I mean, because because before you know you'd have to have a phone or whatever. Um, I do think a, a weird story that didn't get a whole lot of press was Texas playing Louisiana Tech and Brett, Terry Bradshaw, who I love, by the way. He's a, he's a hero of mine. But, but why is he flashing his gums about Sam Ellinger? I mean, I don't, did you guys see this? No, I didn't actually. No, I, I okay. haven't seen it. No. So basically, Bradshaw comes out, and I don't know if he meant it seriously, or if he was just sort of a joke. But basically, comes out and says that Ellinger's not that good. Like basically, we, basically Ellinger was going to break one of Bradshaw's records, and I don't even know which one it was. Who cares? Um, but the point was, Bradshaw says, "Well, he may break the record, but he's not that good." And then, of course, Ellinger goes out and destroys Louisiana Tech, as you would expect. But what? Why are you saying that, dude? You're like you're like <laughs> yeah. ninety. I mean, oh boy! I mean, just just let sleeping dogs lie, man. I, I that's so weird. Like, and and also, like, I think that guys that are even my age, like, don't, well, we got don't we got a think, minute left in the show. Do you want yeah. to talk about? Uh, yeah, talk about you guys' uh, uh, podcast coming up on Tuesday night. You got anything oh, I'm special? Sorry, Brian. Uh, we got the AD from Southern coming on. Nice. He's going to come on. Good, We're going to we'll, we'll be on Tuesday at seven o'clock. Good stuff, man. Well, we got to got to got to wrap out wrap up. Um, thanks you guys. Sorry, thanks guys. Brian. Thanks Larry. You can find uh, Brian on Twitter at at Rivals Moss. You can find me at Isaac underscore Rivals. You can find Larry at at Cubs Tiger Grizz. Memphis taking on. Southern Liberty Bowl, 11 a.m. next Saturday. Uh, we'll be back here next Sunday, 8 p.m. same time. Uh, so check it out. Again, go Tigers, go. Go over to TigersportsReport.com. Great content over there. Um, also, follow Mitch Davis underscore eight as well. And we'll talk to you guys next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.